Welcome to the My Opinion Podcast, the leadership podcast for women. This is a show that focuses on leadership, life, and love to empower women around the world to be the leader of their life. The My Opinion Podcast is a weekly show with Maya's Motivation Monday, focusing on leadership topics for women that feature guest interviews as well as solo episodes with Maya. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the My Opinion Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Now in her opinion, here's your host, Maya Roffler. Hi guys, welcome back to My Opinion. Today I have an amazing guest on. Her name is Jody Walkerling. Jody, welcome to My Opinion. Beautiful. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for being on My Opinion. And I'm so excited to talk about a couple of things today. I know you have a book coming out very soon and it's got a really long title. So I'm going to start it and you can finish it, Jody. So it's world-class leadership for senior executives. I'll let you finish the rest. Yep. So for senior executives determined to create a productive, collaborative, and ultimately profitable culture. And it includes 10 key insights every leader needs to know to foster, create, and build an enduring, resilient culture. Yes, it is a mouthful. That is a mouthful. But it's, I mean, I'm really intrigued. And I, when does the book come out? Let's start with that, Jody. I'm expecting. So when we're recording this, it's mid-August. I would expect around mid to sort of late-ish September, it'll probably be released. Oh, perfect. So when they're listening to this, it'll probably be out. So that's perfect. Okay, great. Well, congratulations on your book, Jody. And it sounds like something I probably needed when I was still in corporate America, but probably something I could still use. This is kind of for the, like the C-suite type of leader is what you were talking about, right? Yes, so it's mainly focused towards your C-suite leaders, so your CEOs, CFOs, that sort of level. And it's designed to highlight some of the 10 key things that I see as cultural issues regularly see that cause issues in terms of the resilience of staff. So it's a it's a piece that's designed to raise awareness And it includes case studies and that sort of stuff. So the leaders can go, ah, I've seen that happen in my organization. Ah, I think that applies to us. So it's a a realization piece more than anything. I love that. Well, I love talking about culture in general because I think it's so important regardless of what level you're at and more important now than ever. So I think this will do phenomenal. And tell us a little bit about your, so you also coach on a one-on-one level. And you're talking about resilience in your book, but you do this with coaching. And tell us a little bit about that because we were chatting before we started recording about resilience and how we are as women. So dive in, tell us about it. Okay. (laughs) So I find it interesting. Your audience is sort of the, is largely sort of the females in the, the 20, 30, maybe a little bit older kind of group, because Often they're they're the people who I coach one-on-one around building their own resilience. And I am, I am, I'm being generic in this explanation, so it doesn't apply to everybody, but I often see women are the ones, and it's often the younger women who feel that they need to do it all. They keep all these balls in the air. They might be working full-time in in demanding roles. They may have a partner at home, they may have kids at home, they've got family commitments, they've got community commitments, they're 
that what I generally find is is a lot of women try and keep an enormous number of balls in the air and they're extremely capable at doing it, but they often do it at a cost to themselves. Mm-hmm. So in my one-on-one coaching particularly, and I, as again, I see this with, with, with younger women, is I'll focus on, okay, how can you keep on performing in that wonderfully high level that will get you places in life, but also look after yourself and be a really in a really good place in yourself so that that is sustainable in the long run and so that it is it takes you to a really well-rounded life satisfaction place in yeah. the long run. So, yeah. I think that's such an, I, one, I think this is so true. And I'm like raising my hand up right now. I do this often when I have amazing women like yourself on the podcast, because you're describing myself. I'm still guilty of this sometimes, Jody, myself. And I know people listening to this. I do have some, some guys that listen, but it's mostly men or women, women that listen to the show, but they're totally guilty of this. And I've been guilty of this most of my life, trying to do so many different things. And have a career and have a partner and hold down the house. And a lot of people, I don't have kids, but a lot of women have kids and it's a struggle. And so when you're coaching them, how, give us a little taste of, you know, how you help with this and how resilience plays into this. Like how, what's some advice you can give women taking on so much? Yep, absolutely. So I find with resilience that it's basically comes down to three levels and I have to work with people on three levels for this to really make a real solid difference in their life. So I'll go through with your permission, the, the three levels and love to. Yeah. So the first level is when somebody is feeling stressed, recognizing it in themselves and some very basic, and a lot of them are fairly easy to learn ways that you can reset your physiology back to a state of calm because our, our stress response, people don't realize our stress response is, is a large part of it is a physiological response, which goes back to the origins of the human race when we're in caveman times. You walk around a corner, there's a life-threatening thing there, saber-toothed tiger say, and your body goes into an automatic stress reaction to get you to have the best chance of getting out of it. So they, people know it as the fight, flight, freeze and fawn response. So your body goes into this physiological response to give you the best chance of getting out of the life-threatening situation. Now, you take this to modern life. We don't come across many life-threatening situations. They're pretty rare, but our body reacts in the same way. So these in-the-moment resets are, okay, I'm feeling myself stressed. What can I do to to trick my physiology, to tell my physiology I am not in that life-threatening situation so that I can physiologically bring myself back to calm? And they're they're very, most of them are very simple and and very powerful. So that's the first level. Do you want me to go on with the other ones? I definitely want you to. Yes. And I understand what you're talking about completely. And I love when we go back. Well, first of all, everyone listening knows I love a good three-step or five-step thing. Like, I love that. Because, you know, it works and we can actively do something about, you know, our stress or whatever we're talking about. But, you know, I totally love when we go back and there's like a science to it and it's all the way back to the beginning of time. Like, this is fascinating to me. Okay. Yes, definitely. Okay. So step two, let's dive in. (laughs) So the second level is there are lifestyle 
lifestyle things, lifestyle elements and mindset elements that make an enormous difference to how we deal with the stresses in our life. So some examples are things like sleep is a really common one. Sleep is enormously important for our physical and mental restoration. And often for a lot of people, if we are feeling stressed, that's one of the first things that suffers. So sleep is just one of the, there's an array of of lifestyle things that make a difference. So I work with people on these lifestyle things that can make an enormous difference in their general well-being, which means that when those stresses come up, they are in a much better state to be able to deal with them. And those stresses don't have that degree of negative effect on them. So just to go through some, I mentioned sleep, but things like diet, exercise, work-life balance, relationships in your life, doing things that you love and having that positive element in your life, things like mindfulness and meditation. There's a whole array of them. And then, as I said, there's also all the mindset stuff as well. So how you mindset, how you view yourself, how you view the world. And this gets very fascinating with people reframing. So when things happen, so how you view the things that happen so that it, it, you don't go into that negative spiral or that catastrophizing and you put yourself in a mindset of, of learning and growing and yeah, challenges, being challenges and learning opportunities rather than things that defeat ourself, our self-view and that sort of stuff. So Yeah, I love that. It's interesting because a lot of women that come on the podcast talk about mindset and how important mindset is. And so I love that you're bringing that up because it's really important, but I think it's a buzzword sometimes that we hear and we're not really sure how to, I guess, no pun intended, wrap our mind (laughs) around it, but it really does play into everything you're describing and how important, you know, our health is, it is a part of our health. And I love that there are so many women, you know, that are talking about this now and it's, it's important and we're bringing it to the forefront because I know when I've really started to think about my mindset and change my mindset and work on it. Cause I think it's a daily thing in my opinion that you have to really focus on. And I think it's really, really important, but you know, the basic things to look at, like you're saying sleep, you know, I know the most stressful times in my life, like sleep has gone out the window, diet has gone out the window, exercising schedule, all of that. And I think sometimes we don't even really look to analyze all of that. So having someone like yourself to really work on that with like being hold it, like holding someone accountable, I think is really important and helpful. And I agree with you that mindset is a daily practice. It's an ongoing thing. I think so. You know, I think sometimes we take like a class or a course or we read a book and we're like, okay, perfect. I'm, I'm like changed right now. I'm going to think this way about it, but I think it's, a mindful practice every day. And, you know, I myself had to do things like gratitude every day. And it's, it's actually like ritualistic for me, but it had to be ingrained that way for myself. So I understand that. So that's amazing. So what's level three or step three in this process? I'm sure it's the real deep kind of meaty part of this. <laughs> yep. You're absolutely correct. So there are a reasonably large group of people, and I will be very open in this. I was in in the past one of them. This is one of the reasons why resilience is my key focus area, where resilience is a constant ongoing issue for them. And 
there are some people, even if we work on level one and level two, it still doesn't get to the heart of the issue and they're still feeling stressed. Now, often this relates to subconscious things that the person may not even be aware of. And it often relates back to things that have happened in childhood that they have made decisions about themselves or the world. They've they've formed certain beliefs and certain values and certain underlying subconscious things that actually can really work against them. Now, there's a little bit of overlap here in the mindset area, but it's a little bit more deep than that because it is it's, it's generally things that somebody isn't aware of. It's the subconscious things. So for an example, because and it is very, very individual how this relates. So to, to, as an example, just say there's somebody who something happened in their childhood and they made an, un, a subconscious decision that uh, success means that you have to let go of relationships in your life, just as an example. And it could be something to do with what they saw with their parents or whatever. There can be all sorts of origins from it. That subconscious decision can often work almost as a subconscious saboteur to their success. So I work with people getting to those underlying subconscious things so that they aren't blocks anymore to them achieving the life that they want to achieve. Yeah, I love that. And I understand that a lot too, because I I did some work with that as well. So I love that you do that. And I love that progression, Jody. like that makes so much sense to me. And personally on my journey, if you guys haven't done this, like you need to connect with Jody because this is, this was a big part of my journey. And it's also still something I work on. I don't, I'm not daily, but weekly, there are still some things that come up and I'm like, Oh, wow. That's stuck in my unconscious. Like I didn't realize, but A big one for me that I do talk about on the podcast quite often, I didn't realize that I wanted to control, and I use like bunny ears with that, (laughs) try to control everything because my childhood was so out of control. I saw I had a really rough kind of childhood and it was out of control. And I didn't realize that that was kind of packed in there because I hadn't really thought about it in a long time. And I was busy having a career and I went out on my own. And it wasn't until my 30s that when I started doing a lot of this inner work and I got deeper and kind of to your level three (laughs) to the meteor stuff and working with some people on this that I realized and had this epiphany, oh, I'm trying to control everything because everything was so out of control in this situation, this situation, this situation. And that was actually doing a disservice to me because you can't control things like that. You've got to let them go. And that has been such a gift to me, just that one you know, one understanding of my un- unconscious, I guess. Right. And so as I've unpacked more and more, I mean, I, it's, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it on a podcast episode. It's been really powerful. So I understand what you're talking about. And it's fantastic that you have gone through the process of that self-analysis and self-realization, because it can be very confronting for people to do, but as you've pointed out, it is it can be a game changer. It can be a perspective changer. And it definitely was for me as well. Uh, I had a, the perfectionist thing was my underlying subconscious. I very much had to, I had to be perfect and I had to do the best in pretty much everything I did. And that's, that's that for me, that was a very self-defeating where everything else basically went to the side in order for me to do a perfect job. Yeah, so well done in actually making that realization and going through that process because it can be 
it's it can be confronting it can be tricky but my gosh it it it's it can be a game changer yeah i and i i'm also perfectionism is another one <laughs> that came out when i was doing a lot of this work too sometimes i think it might just be my zodiac sign too because i'm a virgo so it's like perfectionism but you know you never know but there's a lot of things there so I want to ask you though, Jody, because this is real. I love the progression. I love the three levels and how it really gets deeper. And in my opinion, I'm not done yet. I think there's a whole lot to unpack. You know, in my 34 years, a lot has happened. So I'm sure there's still more that I'm unpacking. So I think it's a continued process of growing and learning and, you know, recognizing, okay, if something's holding me back, what's, what's in there, what's going on and tapping into that, which I think is incredible that you do that and help people with that. But what inspired you to do that? It sounds like you've kind of told us a little bit already. You were suffering with <laughs> the perfectionist syndrome or, you know, perfection paralysis, as I like to call it. But tell us a little bit about your story and how you progressed into being Jody and putting out this amazing book and this program. So I've spent most of my working life in the corporate world and in leadership or management positions from very, very early on, sort of like early 20s. Now, I was capable of doing those and doing those really well, but I generally did them, I'm I'm your typical case, did them in a way that it affected me personally. So a few years back, I got to the point of I was extremely close in, in reflection. I was extremely close to burnout. Yes, I was doing my job and performing at a high level, but it came, I, my body was yelling at me in certain ways and it was, it was affecting my health and it was also affecting relationships. It was affecting my balance of my other things in my life. It was, yes, I was doing the job and doing it well, but it was affecting so many other things in my life. And that's been the history for most of my working life. So that point of getting very, very close to burnout was... One of those, you know, they say often you have to you have to hit rock bottom before you can go back the other side. I try with my clients to not get to that, but that was the point that I was I was catch, kind catch of catch them before they get to that point, right? Learn yeah. from you instead. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I was at in not a great not a great well being state, put it that way. And I went, there has to be something better than this, and it almost set a fire under me of learning. So originally started from from a, a self-focused point of view of what, what do I need to do differently to give myself a better future and to get myself out of this state and went through a series of courses in self-education and it then once I sort of got it, and, and as you mentioned, it's an ongoing process always, but once I got it largely under, under wraps for myself, it then almost automatically progressed into teaching others and the coaching and that almost automatically progressed into looking at from an organizational cultural perspective because yes a lot of it is ourselves but also the culture within organizations make an enormous difference to how people feel stress in in their daily work as well so it's been a, a progression. I agree with you on so many things and hitting rock bottom like I love that you're trying to catch people before that happens because I understand what you're saying. I, my listeners know if they've followed this entire journey, I, I, my first corporate job, I was with the company for seven years and built these programs, Jody. And I was, I passed out. I fell over. I was so exhausted. I was traveling so much. And that was my 
rock bottom. And I really had to wake up. And I was so young when that happened. And I did it again. And I did it again. And I had to like, I had a couple rock bottoms before I was finally like, okay, it's time to really take charge. And what we say for me, my tag phrase is be the leader of your life. And you really did. You stepped up and became the leader of your life. And I feel like we all have that moment. And I really commend you for stepping in and and helping, you know, women and others not hit rock bottom before they can be the leader of their life and really change that. So that's huge. But I want to ask you a little bit about culture too, because you brought that up. What piece of advice could you give people about culture? Because that's such a loaded question and I've done many episodes about it, but I've seen some amazing, I've been a part, I should say this, I've been a part of some amazing organizations with culture and I've been a part of organizations with the worst cultural experience ever, right? They have like their mission statement written and their values and all this stuff. And it's like the total opposite to work there. So I'd love to hear your input because this is like, you know, one of your expertise. Yeah. I'd love to hear what Jody thinks about culture and some advice to people. If you're working in a bad cultural situation, or if you're trying to create a positive, love to hear what your your thoughts are on that. So for your people who are uh, your listeners who are leaders or aspiring leaders, the first step is always to work on yourself because the leaders set the tone. So that's always the first thing is get it, get your own resilience correct. So everybody can relate to this if, if you talk in terms of if you've had a, a boss who you feel is stressed, what you generally find is that the people won't, the people who, who are working for them won't generally approach them as much with issues. They won't put up their hand and go, I need a little bit of extra help because they don't want to put extra pressure on the boss, that sort of stuff. So as a leader, the first step is always work on yourself. And then you want to create environments where your people feel safe to, you may have heard the term psychological safety. So they feel safe to voice opinions that may be different to others, to put in, put out new ideas to try things and possibly fail or not do them that well. And all these things are so good in the long run for the organisation and for the team, but people will not do it if they do not feel safe to do it. So they need to feel that there's not going to be ramifications, direct negative ramifications, direct or indirect, for them trying new things, speaking out, going outside their comfort zone, trying something new, that, so that's probably one of the, the key things is set up that culture so that there is that element of psychological safety. Oh my God, I love your answer. Yes, I agree with you so much. In my opinion, that's one of the, the, the biggest things because I remember in the most negative cultural environments, you were afraid. You're afraid to come forward. You're afraid to try new things. And one of my least favorite quotes, phrases you heard, this is how we've always done it. Uh, Oh my God. That's like a cultural killer. You know what I mean, Jody? So, you know, I always knew when I was walking into a really positive cultural and I still know, you know, I work for myself now, but I know if I'm working with an organization, I know I'm working with a positive one and I only work with positive ones now, right? The beauty of working for yourself when it's like, let's try that. Let's do that. Like it's open to your point and there's acceptance and it's okay to make a mistake and we learn from it versus that's how we've always done it or it's closed off. So I really love how you said that. It's beautifully put. 
One more thing I'd love for you to touch on, and then we'll talk about where to find you and how people can work with you. We've talked a lot about resilience, and I would love for you to kind of talk about how you define resilience in a leader, in us as women. And, you know, obviously I have a lot of female listeners, but the men listening too, how you define that and some advice you can give us again, as kind of like a closing for you and how we can be resilient leaders without kind of giving up who we are completely. Yep. It is such a good question. What's the basis of what is resilience? So I almost look at it as a two two-sided things. So the first one is wherever possible, keeping yourself in a state of calm so that when the stresses in life come up, you're acting from that state of calm and from that rational thought state. So that's the first side. But we are human and that's not always going to be possible. So there are things that come up where we feel stressed in ourselves. So the other side of resilience is spotting it when you feel that your your resilience is being tested and you're feeling stressed, spot it and be able to bring yourself back to a state of calm as quickly and as seamlessly as possible so that and not beat yourself up for feeling stressed. It, it's a self, it's almost a self-compassion and self-awareness and self self-empowerment process of, okay, this is affecting me. What do I need to do to bring myself back to a state of calm? That could be a five-minute thing. That could be a, a large-scale thing. Who knows? But to bring yourself back to that state of clear thought and have that stuff not affect you personally and not affect the rest of your life. Great advice. Because I think we all have this perception that resilience means like we're like brave heart and we're just going into battle and like we're always just, we have it together, right, all the time. And we're, like you mentioned, like on the first part of it, we're just cool, calm, collected, and we're strong. And we just keep going, but actually acknowledging, you know, that part, like, okay. And dealing with it, you know, I, that was a part of my journey too. I sometimes have to do like a five minute meditation because something's really pissed me off, Jody. you know what I mean? So, you know, it, there is a power in, you know, identifying it, understanding it and dealing with it. So I love that. Great advice. Awesome. Tell us where we can find you and how people can work with you, your website, social, all of that. Yep. So my website's www.jodywalkling.com. So I'm assuming in the show notes, you'll have the spelling of my name. So just jodywalkling.com. People can also reach out to me via email at info at jodywalkling.com. And anybody who's on LinkedIn, quite happy for you to to send messages through LinkedIn to me if you want to have a chat and see how this relates to you or um yeah ask a question or take it from there I know I'm a I'm a LinkedIn gal too I love LinkedIn so <laughs> awesome thank you so much for joining the show today Jody this was awesome thank you beautiful thank you so much for having me on it's an absolute pleasure awesome and thank you guys so much for listening to my opinion we'll see you back here next week Thank you so much for listening to the My Opinion Podcast. You can catch up on past episodes on the My Opinion Podcast website at www.myopinionpodcast.com as well as read the My Opinion blog and contact Maya directly with your questions. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at My Opinion Podcast and Maya Roffler. We'll see you back here next week.